Okay, so we are here at Tattoo Expo, Bologna. We have the honor to interview Philippe Lou, a name that speaks for itself, an historic figure, probably an icon of the tattoo industry, born and raised in this tattoo culture, already a master in his things. But this is my first question. Usually when we are in our things, we are... The general tendency of a teenager is refusing, rejecting uh, the, um, everything that came from our parents. Did you ever add something like that or you were just... You're talking about a teenage rebellion? Yeah. It was very hard to rebel against my father and my mother. They were very cool. My mom, they are cool. And Yeah, my rebellion as a child was tattooing, actually, getting tattooed. I started getting tattooed when I was 10, 11. At the time I was 14, I had quite a few. And I liked it because um, I kind of grew up in a hippie community most mm -hmm. of my life, and everything's cool with these people, so it's hard to rebel. There was <laughs> like, nothing to yeah, rebel but about. But the tattooing worked. Uh -huh. like, oh, you're too young, you're too young, you know, so I liked it. It's perfect. Yeah, that would have been my rebellion, getting tattooed. So you were just part of the rebellion, let's say. Well, it's a funny story. I mean, my first tattoo I did because I wanted to uh, declare my independence and, you know, kind of big fuck you to everybody. And then within a week or two, I wanted another tattoo so I could belong to the tattoo family. So I went from one extreme to the other, you know, in less than a month, so to speak. Your first tattoo was... Uh, you did your first tattoo at 14, right? Or working on people. No, I tattooed earlier than that. I started professionally at 15. Uh -huh. But I tried tattooing since I was 12. Friends, 11 even, you know. Tattooed, wow. That's great. And uh, uh, you were consider you were already considered a master in tattooing when you were 18, right? And... Uh, well, maybe a bit later. Yeah, but anyway, at very young age so being considered a, a master at that young age uh, it seems uh, you probably never had the struggle somebody else had to go through to be to be successful it seems that success is your nature uh, but maybe maybe it wasn't I mean this is what appears from outside of course my father started this <laughs> a lot of people, most people here, had to look for tattooing. They decided, what do I want to do? I'm going to do tattooing. I didn't have to look, it came to me. Yeah. So it's kind of different. And then he set up the business, my dad. I just had to work here. And the reason that I got recognition in my 20s early is because I started full time at 15. I started earlier than a lot of people. So I had a head start. Mm -hmm. Nobody makes nice tattoos at the beginning, you have to learn, you know? Yeah, of course. And There was a long struggle, just professionally speaking. My father was very old school teacher, very, very, he wouldn't let me fuck about or make mistakes, you know. He was on me all the time, watching me and pushing me. Yeah, pretty quickly he took the back step and he put me in the front and pushed me forward. So you... It was easy in many ways. All I had to do was sit down and work. So you, you didn't have any kind of struggle, something like... Oh, it's a struggle every day. I mean, you know, it really is. I, I, I drew a book with, for Luke with a 2,000 dragon feet. Sometimes I sit down to draw a dragon foot and I'm struggling. It's unbelievable, Why, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's a weird thing. We're, we're artists, so it's subjective to how you feel. Yeah, a it's good a day, it goes easy. A bad day, nothing works, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. It seems that you have a, a kind of things, a, of thing with dragons seems that you really love dragons uh, I mean maybe I maybe I don't uh, no, I don't know your entire work but I saw a lot about dragons from yeah, you I really like the subject I liked it even before my father was tattooing these I remember when he made jewelry when I was like nine mm -hmm. did many jobs no dragons is really fun and what I like about drawing them is they don't exist oh okay you know what I mean so um, you can do it you, uh, can, you can have fun right you yeah. really have fun I studied a lot the Japanese tattoo artists, Horiyoshi, Oritoshi, you know, 
Oicho. I like looking at their work and learning how to draw like them. Now, um, through people like Luke or Mick, they have really amazing book collections I started collecting. And we go to the source, mm-hmm. where the Japanese artists copied from, the old paintings, right? Yeah. So I started to steal from there. I use Ichibei a lot because he does the same thing. He finds these designs and brings them forward for us. How many dragons did you draw? No idea. <laughs> Thousands? Yeah, and I still have a hard time as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Because you're perfectionist? Because Leonardo da Vinci was used to say that a piece of art is never finished. It's just abandoned. I because, totally agree. Because we thing, as artists are no, I, always looking for something. I totally perfect. agree. And the thing you learn with time is when is a good moment to abandon it? Yeah. Because you come close to the end and then you fuck it up and you go backwards and then you've got to work a bit more and you go close to the end. So it's learning the moment to stop. It's like learning when to stop drinking. Oh, yeah. You know, there's this <laughs> yeah, one point yeah, yeah. in the night when it's the, you, you know you should stop. You need, yeah. you need experience on that, right? Yeah. But then experience works against you sometimes. You've drawn it so many ways. Yeah. Now I you always, start looking for a new... You get stuck in a corner, right? Yeah, I was, I was talking yesterday with Melvin about that. And uh, I... And I would... I, Oh, I'll add a question. I was in a seminar uh, from illustrators and painters and uh, the interesting things, uh, thing is that uh, they showed us, uh, I think it was 20 or 25 paintings and they said, uh, they were, oh, what they wanted to do was uh, showing us the, um, the perfectionism that in which our we as artists uh, lose ourselves and they took the the painting there was three stages the sketch the middle and the last one and they were showing us the the difference between the middle and the finished product was really almost irrelevant it was just our perfectionism the idea is in the sketch once you've got the sketch right that's it right yeah, not, yeah, you add a little bit, and, but then, and uh, the incredible thing, well, this is not even a question, it's just a so, consideration, uh, we, yeah. We, yeah, we share ideas. And uh, yeah, the incredible thing is that most of the time of, that pain, of those paintings were lost between the middle uh, stage to the end, and the changes was really... Well, for the external eye, it was irrelevant. Right. It was just the artist that was, oh, maybe I do the eye in this way or the other way. Do you find yourself in the same kind of perfectionism? Or do you think that with your experience, you already found no. the, well, when, you, when you have to start? I try. No, I, I understand that. I, I've, I've got a couple of ways to work, and usually I work pretty quick, just for the pleasure of doing something fast, because tattooing is so slow, mm. that when I do part... Uh, from the tattoo scene, I like to enjoy myself. But there are a few paintings that I take to the end, at my end, and I love the ending. Mm-hmm. It's the fun part. It's when you, 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 you know, it's when you've walked around it and come to terms with each corner. Okay, I'm happy with this bit, and I'm happy with this bit. And then you've got to happy with all the bits, and then it's got to work together. And then, yeah, I like that. It takes me to do a painting, I don't know about, so, you know, 57 less even smaller mm-hmm. 40 30 or something I can do a week mm-hmm. which is a long time for me because some of the stuff I do takes two hours you know I, I, I just like the freedom of going quick but the ones that I get to spend time on are if, I like the ending but then I paint differently I, since tattooing is so regimented you have a design you have to meet the, rec- the requests of the person you work for the, it's a commission actually right mm-hmm. that mm, I, I'm teaching my wife she will sketch pre-sketch work on ideas I don't I'll just start and then work for a while and then start to see things oh look there's <laughs> there's a you know and then I bring that to life oh look over here this could be so it's more like a, a game actually mm-hmm. I, I tend to not worry about what it means or what it looks like that's not really the important thing for me I just look for harmony in mm-hmm. my eye that the colors are right and I like the shapes and I use a few tricks that I use over and over again each artist has his you know I like perspectives and stuff like that so I throw that in there yeah no the art for me is, is, is good for my tattooing in the, in the way that I can um, experiment mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Not that I, I don't tattoo very much of my art on people. I've only got about six or seven people that wear psychedelic tattoos that have nothing to do with my regular production. Uh-huh. Yeah, because, you know, I don't know, I was thinking about pizza. I had a pizza yesterday. Oh, it was good. <laughs> this guy cooks the same pizza every fucking day, and yet he's still making it good. Yeah. That's an achievement, you know? Yeah, that reminds me, I don't remember the name, there was this uh, violinist, uh, it was 90, I don't know, 92, 93, there was this... Uh, Um, the, the journalist asked him uh, you are one of the greatest violinists in, uh, in the world and uh, you stop uh, um, playing live about over 10 years ago but you're still practicing two hours a day every day why is that <laughs> and he replied uh, well I I can see there's still uh, improvements yeah. <laughs> so yeah art is that is that Uh, you know, We're apprentice for life. Yeah, apprentice for life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where, where I was now? Oh, I already. Okay. Probably. Okay, you already. What was your biggest challenge as an artist? Are we talking art in general or are we talking tattooing here? Uh, As an artist, I think, uh, e even if uh, tattooing probably can be considered as a commission, so maybe it's more a craft, craft than, uh, than art, but still, I think it's art, there's art in there, so... Well, I do make the distinction between tattooer and tattoo artist. Mm -hmm. It's two different fields, right? Yeah, I think so. You know, yeah, the tattooer is just. Uh, do you mean uh, the tattooer is the one that uh, just, just uh, only does reproduction and say no, no, okay. Oh, just okay. reproduction? Yeah, they don't. You know, and the, the other ones are where we actually experiment and work. And but my biggest challenge in tattooing itself in the beginning was getting over the hurdle of hurting people. Mm. That was my biggest block, causing pain. It's not natural, so that was a real struggle to learn how to be able to do your job and, and ignore this pride you have to block out the pain so you can do your job properly yeah that was kind of difficult yeah i still struggle yeah Some, sometimes uh, it's hard it takes energy yeah. if the person is in a lot of pain it takes all your energy you know artistically my biggest hurdle um it's fucking all the time i don't know the discipline to work regularly because it's like everything if you're an athlete you need to exercise if you're an artist you need to work now sometimes I don't work a lot on paper or canvas just the tattooing but I think I work in my head mm -hmm. and then when I get down to, to painting but uh, it's difficult for me to paint regular I wish I was more disciplined in that department because it would be better for me it'd be easier to work than if you do it all the time a bit yeah. you, you know if you're cold You haven't painted for a few months and you want to make a painting, it takes you a couple of days to get into it, right? Yeah. Yeah, because also I, I find myself a bit lazy sometimes and I see a lot of artists that they sometimes become lazy. There was a um, comic artist, an Italian comic artist, that well, unfortunately he died very young and he said... Uh, Liberator? Liberator? No, Liberator is uh, still... Uh, is still alive is uh, Andrea Pazienza yeah he's still alive yeah. Andrea Pazienza I love Rank Xerox you know yeah, I, I, I collected I comics love. since I was a kid yeah. I have a lot of comics I wanted to be a comic book artist when I was small you know okay I really love yeah I did it do you know my problem I while. could never find a story good enough I needed somebody else's story because every time I tried to draw my own stories by the time I got to the middle of sketching this out I lost faith in the story mm. and I abandoned it right yeah you have to believe in the yeah, story a right of, a lot of uh, comic artists they work actually in, they work in yeah in, yeah Uh, you get the you get the sketch guy, you get the ink guy, you get the letter guy, you get the color guy. You know, well, you get the story the, yeah, guy. But yeah, but that's is more uh, is more an American thing. In uh, Europe, we were used to have a, a writer and a comic artist. Just the two. Uh, and the and the colorist. Yeah, and her the family, colorist. Her family yes. comes from comic books. They and they had a lot of comic book shops. It's my wife, Titin. Hi. <laughs> yeah, and the colorist. 
Yeah, it, it depends because uh, I remember uh, there was uh, the co the colorists were coming in the in the next stage. There was the writer, the comic artist. They were working on uh, black and gray for the magazine, and uh, there was the um, how do you call the um, the puntate uh, episodes. And then when they were uh, make the the book, or the the whole story, then. The the, it was the time for the color, yeah. And what's your biggest challenge now? Uh, getting up and getting out of bed every morning. <laughs> 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 actually, I, we just started something. Um, I just made my first sculpture, actually, you know, like proper sculpture for uh, an art show in Geneva. Titin's done it before, and with my brother, we each made a sculpture. I really liked it. I did this like skull, little bit Star Trek. You know, I always wanted to work in the, this idea of building monsters for the cinema. Mm -hmm. Looks like a fun job, right? Yeah. And all the special effects. So we made one, and I, I really liked it. Um, it was a little challenging, but I want to do more. 3D art in three dimensions, you know. Yeah, it's great. Do you wor ever work uh, digitally? No. No. I don't even use Photoshop. I am like really old school. I use light tables and tracing paper. Mm -hmm. I have got I got a photocopy machine now, which is okay. nice. <laughs> you know, it helps. Yeah, it really does. You blow something up. I'm learning to steal from here and there and make like little collages quick for work. Would you like to experiment with digital stuff? You know, I've had people come in the shop and show me this Wacom or the, the iPad stuff. And uh, I'm just afraid that if I start working with that technology, I'll spend more time learning about the technology and less time doing art, you know? No, it's not you. It's not so difficult. I'm a video. I, I'm obsessive. When I play video games, I do only that. You know, I get lost oh, okay. in the... I record music. Not. I don't make good music, mm -hmm. but I like using the program so much. It's like a video game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah? So yeah, I make a quick I know, song, and when the song is finished, it takes me one day to make a song. I, that's done next, you know? Yeah, I know. I never finish it. Right? I understand. That's why I got rid of all the games yeah, all the playstation oh all my god everything. i stuff, got rid of you have to because yeah i i remember the the first time i lost two years in that yeah. and I was the game says you've played 90 hours you're like what you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's five o'clock you have to go to sleep now you know <laughs> yeah the tattoo industry has changed a lot, especially in the last 25 years. Uh, Not even just the last five years, it's accelerating yeah. this stuff. What do you think is the best and the worst, if there's the worst? Well, the best, I would say, is the opening up of the information. Mm -hmm. It's all free flow now, and I would say all of these highly talented young art students that are able to join the profession because it's not so scary it's not so difficult it used to be hard to get into tattooing yeah there were a lot of good artists that were not strong enough to do the apprenticeship right mm -hmm. so they didn't become tattooers now they don't even need to do an apprenticeship they learn from the internet mm -hmm. that's really good but it's also bad because there's a loss of some guidelines that is not being but they will all learn in time the main message is don't forget you're working on living skin it will change with time it doesn't matter how small your needle is or how hard you work to make it it's not going to stay it's, the same it's a thing life that right yes it's really a fundamental rule that is kind of being forgotten a little bit because some of this art i see now these these realistic portraits i couldn't even paint it on canvas honestly mm -hmm. And I don't even understand how they can do it on the skin, it's so hard. But it's short-lived, I think, for the most part. Um, I do believe that if they keep working, they might figure it out. And I, think, I don't think that realism is bad in color in that sense. I think it needs to be done on a larger scale, not so tight. Oh, yeah. A little bigger I agree. will mean it will age better, right? A few rules like that. I mean, all of these TV shows and conventions and the opening of tattooing has made it easier than it ever was before. If you know how to use Instagram and you work your, your PR, you can travel the world today and wherever you go, you have appointments waiting for you, right? Mm -hmm. And you can hop around the planet and it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> On the other, other side, I don't know, maybe Pinterest is destroying the individuality of tattooing. You know, everybody's getting the same little Pinterest elephant. It's the oh, thing yeah. online. You can get it in Tokyo, you can get it in Buenos Aires, you can get it in... 
Yeah, they're all using the same sources of designs, right? Mm -hmm. People go to the computer. And if you look on the computer, you think, oh, I find everything I want. No, I have no, a book collection. There is more stuff in my collection about dragons than I can find on the internet. Yeah, right? absolutely. So you'll only find on the internet what people take the time to upload. And they didn't do it all. So yeah, people are using the same group of designs a lot, I think, that's causing similarities. I like individuality, that when you can look at the, the work, you go, oh, that's a Tintin. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a Luke, right? Yeah. And it's do you harder. Think, do, you think this, hmm? do you think this is happening uh, also because I, you were talking about uh, art students that get into tattooing, yeah. and it's easy. So they theoretically have the, the foundation to create their own art. Uh, yep. While before of that, uh, uh, that were, were not really trained in art. No, not at all. And so the probably they were just copying. Yeah. And so do you think that this is happening also with this new... No, there's a lot of creation going on. People know a lot of copying, there's a lot of um, reference work, stuff like that. But that's, that's fine. I mean, it's better than it was. If you looked, when we first looked around, like in the 80s, a lot of the Japanese designs that came out of Germany, I would get, or Europe, they were terrible designs, right? Dragons well, in, with... In Italy until the right? 90s, uh, even later. Yeah, I know, but... Yeah, uh, and everything in Italy started so late uh, compared to the rest of the Europe and... Uh, I mean, so. somebody was telling me a story that in the 40s, Japanese tattooers would go to Hamburg. They'd come on the boats, mm -hmm. and they'd work in Hamburg, tattooing by hand, doing beautiful work. And then the local guys would copy the designs by hand. And then those would get copied and copied and copied. But all the copies were done by guys that didn't understand drawing. So they got worse and worse, right? Mm, Started yeah. with something good and ended up with a dragon with three legs, you know, and a, and a funny face. And they just copied it until it... Now it's going up. Yeah, because... Uh, it, there are people that are able to have draw, the understanding, so they yes. take something that is good and maybe make it even they better. They take something that's bad and they make it good. Yeah. They have that capacity. Yeah, that's great. Well, as far as the design designing goes, I have no complaints. I am very happy that the art is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. I think that's great. And the worst? The worst part is maybe... Um, It, it's a mix in both ways. I don't know, I watch some tattoo shows sometimes, they drive me mad, right? Oh, yeah. But then, it's funny. Yeah, we were talking I yesterday. like Chef Ramsay, which is a terrible show on cooking. It's not about cooking, it's about mm -hmm. him yelling at people, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's And just I, about the experience. Yeah, it's about the... Uh, it's, it's so I should shut my mouth and just accept these shows are good for business, that's all I could say. Mm -hmm. But maybe they give a false image of... of, of who we are, mm -hmm. but then, hey, it's a plastic world, right? Yeah, probably. It's all, it's all show, I mean, it's, 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 it's funny. Yeah. The worst... You know, it's not, it's not really that bad. There's nothing worse. So. Nothing really bad, you know, just it's an evolution, things are changing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's still growing. This is what surprises me. I expected it to slow down at some point. It's not slowing down. You know? Well, I think that uh, I was talking yesterday, not yesterday, in the last week, about the, uh, the last millennia since uh, the monotheism raised. The, and it seems that wherever the monotheism is present, yeah, They banned tattoos. So in the Western world, tattoos were not not banned, but used as a mark of shame. Correct. So it means that before of that, we were tattooing. We always had a tattoo culture. They just banned for whatever reason, and then we are rediscovering this kind probably of probably political that comes against tattoo and they use it as an excuse right to well i have my theory because uh, tattooing was popular as well they're 18 when captain cook brought it back to england yeah, the aristocrats yeah. you know it was in then it was out then it was in yeah it's out the problem with it now is that all of these people that get tattooed since i'm in this they've become older mm -hmm. now people are actually in a little bit in control of certain positions in life mm -hmm. but they're pro tattoo because they're covered Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So for it to go away, I mean, hey, anything could happen tomorrow, but banning it, I don't see that happening right away. Some no, really bad not. stuff would have to. 
have to happen before they could stop this. Yeah, that's what I, what I meant because now that is, uh, let's call it that there is this renaissance, kind of renaissance of tattooing. Uh, I I think it's normal that people want want that. Yeah, you know um, we got rid of all this banning and. Uh, who knows? Who knows? I mean, if the, if the whole world was tattooed, I guess I'd want to be non-tattooed. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> if it was mandatory, I don't think it was just for the fun. I'd say no, right? Now you have to to be tattooed. I don't know. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a dinosaur. I, I've, you know, facial tattoos, hand tattoos, neck tattoos. This was something when I started. You only saw this on people that were full. They had the complete body. There was nothing left. So they did the hands. They did the neck. They did <laughs> and the face. And now this new generation that starts with the neck and the hands. Oh yeah. yeah. It's kind of shocking to me a little bit. I'm a dinosaur. You know, I think in the old way. It's the opposite right now. It's the opposite you of what you start from outside and to get in. inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is a total 180. And these people, as they grow older, it's also they're not going away. You can't laser all this off. So tattooing is kind of it's not a hairstyle. It's not a, a clothing style. It's kind of more permanent. Never mind why they do it now. They're going to have to live their whole life tattooed. Yeah. Do you think it's coming from the TV shows you were talking? About? A little bit. Maybe it gives them the excuse or the the feeling that it's not. You know, because. Hey, how many people I know that get tattooed that they're the first person in their family to be tattooed, for example? You know, I say, is your mother tattooed, your father? No, no, your brothers? No. So they have to do it and defend it to the family, right? Mm -hmm. And before it was harder. Now they can say, Mama, look at the TV show. It's okay. Look, this, the star is tattooed and the, the movie actor is tattooed and <laughs> Sylvester Stallone has sleeves and, you know, things are becoming more, more democratic, more open. It's not just one group. Even though tattooing was everybody before, there was a lot of people that got tattooed and just didn't show it. They hid it, yeah. you know? Yeah, Sir Johnny, uh, we're talking since about I, that. Yeah, since I started, we've yes. worked on lawyers, doctors, you know, all kinds of people that would never show the tattoos into the normal public, right? And they've always existed, this group. Yeah, uh, it's kind of uh, also psycholo thank you, psychological, probably. Uh, what we were talking before the, the now the uh, people is starting from outside to get it inside before probably people were more um, undercover it was it was more secret yeah the but, secret is over put it that way no uh, more secret right yeah but uh, maybe um, I don't know how to how to say this uh, in, because it's not a question that I prepared. <laughs> so my English is not so good. Uh, um, I'm thinking just about the, um, the idea that maybe before people were more um, conscious about themselves. They're, they were not constantly bombarded from uh, oh, you're talking, the outside world. You're, so, you're talking about the world before the internet. Yeah. It was a different world, yeah. right? So, okay. so they that's uh, also a metaphor about the people you, they were Inter full inside and so they didn't need to show anything now yeah. is the yeah, opposite very possible but it doesn't matter what the reason when the person comes in sits down and you stick the needle in the arm they all have the same experience yeah. right <laughs> and, right it doesn't yeah. matter that's the moment of truth yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then they, they manage that and then they have to live with it yeah. for their whole life So whatever the reason, they still become then tattooed and part of this the thing that's hard to deny once you, you, you're tattooed, you know, it's yeah. you. Somebody asked me an interesting question. He says, how do you feel about changing people's lives when you tattoo their whole body? You change their life, right? Yeah. I'm like, no, they changed it. Then they come to me and I make it permanent. Yeah, But they were the ones that made the change in their mind and they come to fight. I don't take people off the street. Yeah, you're right. Right? So they've had to do the process before they come to me. And we just solidify it. We make it real. Right? So yeah, I'm not I responsible. I don't feel responsible for changing their life. I'm part of changing their life, but it was their decision. My fault, their decision. <laughs> okay? <laughs> That's the way I do it. Right? I love this uh, idea. Really profound. Um... There's anything you will change? Oh no, uh, the 
Well, it's, it's the same. Anyway, what would you suggest to a young guy that's starting tattooing today? Draw, draw, look, study, you know. Um, I don't know, I've, I'm very critical. I've always looked at things like if I would have made it. And the one, the work I like is the work that I, I would see myself doing. But I can always see something I would change in my work and the work of others. I think it's good to stay critical. Yeah. You know, it can be improved. There is no ultimate. There is no best. That's yeah, the wrong yeah. idea, right? Yeah, I think it's the best thing of every artist that there's always uh, room at, to improve. I look at it like levels in a building with groups of people. I've now got to this level, right? Oh. <laughs> we're all doing. Now we're going to move, up, try and get to the next level of like understanding or. Mm -hmm application I don't know I'm trying to go simple simple is the opposite of easy yeah it's simple is not easy right yeah. it's really hard who said that uh, a genius every every idiot can make every, uh, something complicated but you need a genius to make something simple I like that uh, yeah I don't I don't remember who said that but uh, it's an old Picasso, maybe. Uh, I, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because he was into that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember. It's, uh, I read it when I was a kid. And, so. Something that actually helped me in tattooing, a guy called Sailor Moses, he's American, and I, never, I met him once, but he had a quote I liked. He said, if you make a mistake long enough, over and over again, people will call it a style. Oh yeah, <laughs> and this this fucking yeah, helped me, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, you know, yeah, I, can, I can deal with that. Uh, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> and the other quote I liked was that good artists copy. Great artist steal. This is uh, from Picasso. That's because yeah, I like that's that. Picasso. Yeah, that yeah. was good. I was like, yeah, right on. Because you know, original is a strange and slippery idea. Original idea, like a really original. I don't know, does it exist? You know, there had to be somebody who drew the first dragon and then yeah. you just copied this guy, everybody, yeah, some, you know what I mean? something derivative. But it's hard to be original in this day and age in tattooing. It's very hard. I, I look around to see people who have styles that stand out. There's a guy I met, uh, Javier Obregón. Mm -hmm. He does amazing biomech, but it's not really biomech, it's more abstract art. He makes these weird shapes. Marcus Lenhart, I was talking to you earlier. He does it biomech, but it's different. He tattooed me yesterday. Yeah, my leg. I really yeah. like his work because me it's, too. <laughs> it's, it's, you recognize him when you see it. It's like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's really what original. I like. Yeah. Really original. And yet, I'm sure you find his work in paintings and every. Uh, what was it? Duchamp, that guy, he done this. Um, Mar Marcel Duchamp, right? It was this, uh, the new descending staircase. It's one of those Picasso period. It's it's all made out of blocks. It's a motion painting. You see, the, it's like a robot or woman coming down the stairs, but you can see the motion of the legs and the arms. You know, it, it's it would make a great tattoo, and that was done fucking years ago. Yeah, yeah. that's great. And um, there's anything you would change in your artistic artistic experience in your oh I'd like something that you maybe would say I just oh, I, I want more yeah, more time I need more time okay you know I wish I was 20 uh, right because it I, takes I a long time to understand what you want to do I think everybody would like would like to have more time yeah more time is what I'd change but otherwise I wish I wasn't so lazy like you were talking before laziness is a, is a, is a drug <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, but sometimes maybe we need Absolutely. to be lazy. Uh, there, I don't remember Duchamp maybe, and he said that uh, an artist need uh, some um, laziness because without laziness you can get your ideas. Yeah, you need so time you need to think. To, yeah. yeah, you need time to think. go back in time when you were 20 what would you say to yourself work harder just that <laughs> yeah <laughs> because you can't go back you know all the work I did earlier mm -hmm. I, I, I wish I had more of it because 
Not that I didn't, I enjoyed myself a lot. I've had a good life, you know, I didn't work all the time. And I have no regrets, really. But, yeah, it's cold, isn't it? Yeah, just, you know, it's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy. It's been a good life. And there is, uh, what is the thing that uh, makes you uh, most proud of yourself? So that thing that you said, finally, I did it. Um, pushing the big magnums. You know, when I started and then I started using magnums, the biggest one that people were using was in 11. And I'd talk to everybody, why don't we have more needles, more needles? Oh, it's not possible. And I was, it's so stupid. It's like if you're painting a room, you do the corners with a small brush and then you get the roller for the big part, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't, I, I talked to Lyle Tuttle, I asked Hardy, I asked all people, right? And so we Jack have Rudy. to thank you for the well, they 46 said, minutes. Yeah, uh, no, my, my yeah but they said, they said we tried it, it didn't work, right? Mm-hmm. So I went home, there's a local guy near where we live, a tattooer called Perf. He's a precision mechanic, guy I've tattooed from when I was very young. And he started making tubes for me and we tried a p- different prototypes. It took us about two and a half years to find a perfect tube. And uh, when I got it working, Then I went to America and we'd done like three conventions and I worked in public, I showed everybody the tube, everybody took pictures and measurements. And within a year, the industry started using it. And now I'm so happy whenever I see somebody using it because it's my fault. It's accelerated tattooing, bigger work is done, less pain, better for healing, the whole thing. That's directly my fault. That's actually why there's a tube out there with my name on it. I wouldn't call a fault. (laughs) Well, no, okay, It's 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 my reason. No, I'm very proud of that. I'm really, really happy. I think of new tattoo machines. I want to invent a new machine. You know these maglev trains, the trains that run, they don't have wheels, it's on electricity. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, magnets. Yeah. And nothing touches. I want to make a machine like that. That's It'll have great. no moving parts. It won't use up. I've been playing with it. I, li- I like to try and... Uh, Because, you know, it's, it's an old industry we have, right? The machines we use was patented in 1927. Yeah. yeah. And they haven't changed since. It's actually surreal. Everything else has moved forward technology-wise. Yeah. All of these new Cheyenne and all the other companies, I'm it's just a totally rotary. I'm totally with you. Yeah, it's a rotary. I, I think, yeah, I think... We need same. something new, yeah. right? Forward. Yeah, do you think that it is uh, just because the... Um, The, the market because b- before the tattoo industry was uh, really a niche right now is uh, spreading so I, a- I, I thought okay in like uh, I don't know maybe a dentist uh, everybody go to a dentist so there is uh, an industry behind that that Correct. they want to invest money to yeah they uh, innovate they, yeah. they constantly and, evolving but we Uh, didn't have no. something like that it's so, starting now yeah this is these years it's now it's really yeah. starting to expand there's lots of people trying to make new systems but they're always working with the old i think we should get away from the old one and try something totally yeah, different I'm, right I'm totally with because you. my thinking is look we can send a machine to mars and the fuck we can't build a new tattoo machine yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> come on right yeah <laughs> it's got yeah. to be possible yeah i don't have the, uh, the I don't scale to do something like that but i'm totally with you i have the, the dreams and i talk to electricians and electronics when these guys come to the shop i all talk about my ideas and there's a few guys they tried and they couldn't do it mm-hmm. it's not easy otherwise somebody would have done it but i'm sure it's possible Yeah, maybe you should talk with uh, Apple or some 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 of these guys Fuck because uh, I was thinking about uh, also a new lamp and I was thinking uh, we have this LED here yeah. on the on the phone yep. that are so powerful and we are still with these big lamps and, and also I, I thought also about the machine well. You, you can take it anyway, I, w- I won't do nothing. About the, there is the motor, the, the, the engine that make the iPhone uh, or other phones vibrate. Yes. They are pretty powerful. Tiny. Yeah. Fucking microscopic yeah. engines, correct. So, yeah, a new, we need a new, you already we need about a new that. drive yeah. shaft, that's what we're looking for, right? Something that doesn't get hot. We did yeah. make one that has only one spring and it works on a different system, but it gets too hot. That's one of the problems with the heat, right? Yeah, um, I think it's an, op- an open field. It's going to change. I'm excited. Yeah. I think it's really cool. And um, 
there is you had I don't know how many hundreds probably thousands of interviews there's a question that maybe you thought why no one is asking me this question yeah okay what is it this I don't know oh yeah no, no, no. <laughs> you, oh, oh. I, maybe maybe uh, in all these interviews uh, those interviews that you thought that you know, well maybe they will ask me something like that and they never and you maybe well, one question they don't ask me too much is um, if I make mistakes mm. I make mistakes every day part of the way I work is fixing my mistakes you know it's like drawing I've come to a point in tattooing where, where even a mistake is not a problem. I can fix it, right? Yeah. I, um, so it's the way I see it when I'm from my side. When I tell my people, friends watching me work, I'm like, did you see me make a mistake and fix it? And they're like, no, we didn't see it. I, I think it's cool. I like that. Yeah, but you, would you call it really a mistake? I mean, if you draw something, um, and it's... Uh, I remember when I was in school and my teacher, uh, that was Karel Toll, maybe you know him, it was Karel Toll, the illustrator of... Uh, well, it's... Um, how do you call it? A periodical? A periodical, yes. A periodical yes. Uh, called Urania. It was a sci-fi... Um, Italian guy. Yeah, no, he is uh, Dutch. He was That's Dutch, good. unfortunately. Maybe the uh, designs. I mean, I love science fiction. It's one of my pet yeah, things. And, right? and he told me that uh, sometimes what we perceive as a mistake is not really a mistake. It's just uh, our um, um, perfectionism we were talking before. So maybe, are you sure you're, going, you're fixing mistakes or you're not? Uh, working on your perfectionism as an artist um, you should sit in the sun hai fatto qualche foto? ok, thank you you know, um, I only call it a mistake no, obviously when I draw I modify on route it's like painting, right? until you're finished no, it's only a mistake in the sense of tattooing is a process, right? the mm -hmm. lines, and you do your lines correct and you shade and then you color there is no room for inventing and fucking around right yeah. uh, but I tend to do that more uh -huh. and more so oh, yeah. it's more like illustrating on the skin I'm more free with myself and mm -hmm. I enjoy that you know tattooing is a strange form of art you're, you're forced to create in public on demand and yeah. with a time limit so it's like a performance yeah it's right? like uh, yeah because we don't as an artist when you're at home if you don't feel like working you go drink a coffee you know what i mean then you come back and you feel better here we can't yeah so it's a stress um performance kind of work it's yeah. strange yeah 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 there's a friend of mine from scotland we were talking about this and he told me that uh, we are uh, pretty much like uh, Uh, between a rock star and a doctor because we can fuck somebody else's uh, skin somebody else's skin and at the same time what you're saying we it's required that we perform perfectly every day and and yes. we fuck one time it's yeah. like a, a rock star that goes to a, uh, that uh, make a, a gig and uh, it goes goes wrong and everybody start talking shit about him uh, it's man, not good one, enough it's not good enough one bad tattoo will do so much publicity compared to 10 good ones right? yeah or the other one that uh, I saw uh, a video on um, on internet it was this uh, story about um, a mathematic teacher that was doing them uh, one plus one equal to one plus uh, two and so on and she did one mistake in purpose and all the class were laughing and uh, she said you see you laugh just because I did everything right but there was just one yeah. <laughs> wrong and you laugh about that and so You have to learn that life is like this. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. What do you think will be the next step? Well, you already said that the next step is evolution and a lot of uh, probably investments in uh, new technology oh. and so on. Well, yeah, since the industry has reached a point now where outside investors are starting to become interested, if you will, the corporate takeover of tattooing. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the corporate mind is not what I would like to see in this business. I would like to keep it more 
what do you call more homegrown mm-hmm. I like that the feeling of um, you know a, an industry because we still kind of know each other it's getting big now but some of the first conventions I went to in Amsterdam at the end of the show everybody went to one restaurant mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's impossible now they become too big yeah too much no, but I, I do see that there's maybe a change in the industry that is more more geared towards uh, capitalism in the sense of tools, um, image, you know. Even though if you look at tattooing when it was part of the carnivals, it was like... Uh, hard sell and you know get them in get them out and all of that it was much more very business as well at the time I like the artistic stuff Hardy started this Ed Hardy you know bringing fine art yeah George Burchett a guy was in the 40s I think in in, in England an amazing artist not just tattooing (laughs) there's always been good artists here and there that would be the you know the sadder side if, the, if it became more. I don't know. Do you think that someday? <clears throat> I don't think so. But anyway, <laughs> do you think that one day the Western, that uh, the Western tattoo culture uh, will will use or perceive? tattooing as uh, sacred as it is for more maybe let's call it more primitive culture or it will be always some uh, I don't know artistic is cool and uh, sacred is cool fashion I don't think is so cool so do you think that we will ever have a chance that we go back to no. those kind of rules like uh, no. what's the most sacred thing today in western culture the iPhone <laughs> you know what I mean yeah uh, but maybe maybe the people will already discover themselves like like uh, right now but I'm pretty sure you don't you don't have this kind of problem you do bodysuit and so on but for many artists that they want to do bodysuit but it's art because people want maybe little things maybe, maybe they uh, put li- a little thing here they don't do organic work they don't decorate and uh, I think it's part of a sacred culture if you look at primitive cultures they have this uh, kind of sacred art and so they decorate their body in an harmonious way right, totally if, if you go to tribal groups right these people were mm-hmm. often half naked so yeah. it made sense that they would decorate the oh, body yeah. correct because they could see it right mm-hmm. um, Japan was my favorite when I traveled when I was younger and I discovered the one tattoo the body tattoo they were the most intricate for me one central design on the back the rest is just a, a framework and I, I liked it the long culture of tattooing. Now, there's a long culture of tattooing in the West too, but it was never, you know, big tattoos, right? It was always been small. And when I started, the same tattoos were being done in the 80s that they do now, the little dolphin, the little Mm -hmm. tribal. It's always been there. And I think it'll always exist. These people are more interested in the act of tattooing than the image of tattooing. Mm -hmm. So in a world or a culture that has no more sacred or profound, they're making their own even though it's a silly little design it's the act they come they're scared they sit down they suffer they control the pain they're happy they feel stronger after it's the process that's important for them Mm -hmm. that's what they like i think because the designs it's nothing it's not important and and it's it it took a long time before I started doing big work at least 10 years for me even more before people allowed me to do the big work and I needed to travel and do it elsewhere and then come home it's work you, you have to do your time doing the little work before you get enough people need to meet you and like you they need to know you there needs to be a contact people trust you it's a strange way they select for the big work right mm-hmm. it's like uh, Maurizio Fercioni told me yesterday uh, is a uh, when somebody gives you the entire body to decorate, yes. it's an act of love. Yes, it is. 
absolutely it's a huge step right yeah and um we're doing pretty good for a culture that doesn't have bodysuits in it if you will switzerland <laughs> right to yeah. be able to do more italy and more too. yeah italy too it's coming it's starting right yeah but i don't i don't think i was talking to some guy i've got his name now from argentina and he was talking about how over there they still think of the tattoo as a talisman is a it talisman uh, an object mm -hmm. of value in the sense of I'm gonna get this. It'll make me stronger, you know. Yeah. They still have that concept that I don't think is here now as much. I think take take lettering, Chicano script. Mm -hmm. Lots of people do it. Nobody can read it, <laughs> but it speaks very loudly. It says, "I'm tough." Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter what's written there. Yeah, is that kind you of just uh, see the lettering is that kind of rebellion uh, that uh, we were talking before? Because it's like, funny, I can never read it, but uh, you get the yeah, message. It's, it's like my first tattoo I did myself when I was 14. I probably did it. Mm, I didn't know what I was doing. I okay. did it with a with a what sewing needle. What did you get? Uh, it, it was a little rose, but it, rose. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't even about the rose. It's just uh, I was 14. There was this older guy, and uh, he was coming back from the army. He had a tattoo. I never. Saw Saw a tattoo. Uh, well, a tattoo. It was crappy shit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, what is that? And he explained me how he did it. And I went home and I did this little rose. So why a rose? Because it was the first design that I saw that I liked, and uh, I thought, okay, I will try to do this on myself. Yeah. And I did it. And uh, I didn't even know why I did it. Probably I did it because I wanted. It was uh, 1982, so I thought, okay, uh, I will do this. And, and in those times in Italy, there was just this kind of shit. So, and it was for drug addicts and criminals and so on. So probably I just wanted to look uh, tougher and older than I was to look Did your mom like, freak uh, out? <laughs> well, I was pretty good hiding oh, yeah, it, <laughs> to my uh, to my mom and to my father so the first time that they, they, they had the chance to uh, to See find it. out that uh, that I was uh, that I had this tattoo it was two years later two years so it was too too late, late. too late yeah. so I remember my father uh, we were at dinner and he looked at me and he said uh, this reaction quite uh, what have you done with your uh, with your arm and I said oh this one it's two years that Uh, yeah, there. yeah. So okay. uh, th there's no, you know, it, it's like uh, where you uh, where you were <laughs> in the last two years. So he said nothing, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My first tattoo was a black star for anarchy. I didn't even understand the concept, but it sounded good, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you, Philip, for this amazing conversation and. Uh, anything you would like to say? Mm, just thank you very much. It's been fun talking. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. It was great, I think. Oh, wow, we almost did an hour. Yeah.